back, folks. Taylor Catano here, president and founder of Southern Eval, the fastest growing healthcare compliance and staffing agency in the South. And welcome back to the Healthcare Collective. The Healthcare Collective is literally about giving you insight and information about what is working best in the healthcare industry. Um, so today I am excited to bring one of our experts on the podcast. Uh, to talk about something that we recently had an experience with, uh, mock surveys. Uh, so if you're not familiar with a mock survey, a mock survey is looking at your organization from an outside lens to see if there are vulnerable areas, to see if there are problem areas, or areas where you can improve so that number one, you can have safer patient care, and number two, you can be ready for the regulators, state, joint commission, whoever it is, even in a clinic setting, DMV, or, or uh, the compliance team, Quad ASF, any of those agencies that come to look at your practice, making sure you're ready. So, today I have with me Ms. Crystal Mitchell, and she's got more acronyms behind her name, but I'm going to let her introduce who she is, what she does, and uh, thank you for being on, Crystal. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everyone. I'm Crystal Mitchell. I am a nurse executive by background. I am also board certified, but just like Taylor said, you know, I've been on the corporation side and now being on the mock survey side and a part of this wonderful team at Southern Evals, uh, we're working across the nation to get healthcare organizations ready for their upcoming surveys. So I'm just glad to be here, help to share the knowledge and to help you guys prepare and work with our wonderful team. Absolutely. So Crystal is a rock star. I mean, she's um, she has added so much value to our team from a clinical standpoint. She's worked in corporate, um, so we're able to round that out. But uh, Crystal, so I know most recently we had experience at a hospital doing a mock survey, and we brought a team in. Um, and the first thing, I, I, you probably remember me saying this, but in a mock survey um, or in, a, in any regulatory survey, there's three kind of findings. So number one, the worst kind of finding you can have is if the surveyor finds it, and we already knew about it, but we're not doing anything about it. So sometimes maybe it would be, um, you know, you, you have an issue and you bring it up to administration and they say, we'll get to that, but it never happens. Um, the surveyor finds it, we already knew about it, it's just not a good deal, not a good deal. So that's, that's probably about the worst thing that we see. But the second thing would be if the surveyor finds it, this is about middle range and we just didn't know about it. I yeah. mean, literally they open a closet and it's got who knows what in the closet. All yeah, the skeletons. Yeah, all I the mean, skeletons. they got dust bunnies flying out everywhere. Yeah. It's something that we just didn't pay attention yeah. to or we didn't know about. They come in to look at everything. So that would probably be the second. But then the top finding, and the thing we want to focus on today, is if that surveyor finds something, but we already proactively identified it, and we've got a plan on how to correct that. Yeah. Uh, so whenever we talk about mock surveys, I think that, to me, has been the most important thing, is being able to come into a facility from an outside perspective, because just like yeah, me and you know, absolutely. you got a bubble effect. Yeah. So, and you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. You know, on the other side, uh, for those of you that are watching, you know, not only are you blinded to the fact, but you are so engrossed in all of your day-to-days yeah. that, you know, you have staffing and you have budgets and you have operational meetings that you have to hit. You don't necessarily have all the time in the world because you have other leaders within your organization. Um, that's why it's so beneficial to have the mock survey team come in because it brings to light the things in those areas of vulnerability for you guys to work on. Um, you know, we always like to look at things as kind of like calling your baby ugly, right? Like you don't want to call your baby ugly, um, but we're able to do that, but also able to collaborate with you. Um, you know, on the other side, if I would have had a team to come in to help me, 
and to look at it as additional help to repair, it would have saved so much time on creating those action plans down the road, heartache, um, and just, you know, the, the time loss for the organization that you just can never get back. So, you, I, you know, you hit it right on the, the, the head when we were talking about the different, the three levels of findings. And that's the benefit that having a mock survey comes in to provide you because one, you can go ahead and proactively work on those things. You can also use that as a team building response to be able to highlight the areas that you can focus on. And then, hey, you don't know what you don't know. No, you said something perfect right there, team building. Whenever yeah. we're having, across the nation, I know everybody's feeling it is turnover. Um, a lot of times what we see, sometimes in big organizations, but even rural areas more specifically, is people are wearing so many hats. And to say that they can keep up with what's coming down the pipe is, is very tough for them. They've got to reach out for different resources. So I think that uh, a lot of times mock surveys uh, are more um, educational. They're more, yeah. you know, on, we always say when we walk in, we're the good guys. You know, we never want to be punitive uh, maybe like some organizations are, um, state organizations, I'm just going to be completely honest, but no, we want to be, we want to add value. We want to say like, you know, whenever we talk to the staff that, hey, we went through the process and look, I learned a ton. Yeah. Or, or there's things that, you know, maybe a resource that was shared that I didn't have access to. I know workplace violence has been one yes, that we talked absolutely. about, knowing what's, what it takes to have that and all those little details. But um, I think from that end is, is just, it's giving, giving them a resource. Whenever they're so busy working day to day, now they're just getting uh, just a focused time to understand some issues in their area and then they can work on them. You know, you brought up the fact that when we are working at the elbow with your staff um, as well, and we are going around as the surveyor, um, staff are more vulnerable with us yep. and they start sharing all of the inefficiencies. Um, when they know that we're on their side and we're on the organization's side to help you guys improve, you know, and I was thinking the other day, you know, when we were doing the survey, I had a nurse come out and speak to me. She's like, hey, I'm not sure why we do this the way that we're doing things. Can you help me understand? And so sometimes them just being comfortable with us allows even to share those vulnerabilities with the leadership team. And so that the leadership team can be proactive and they can focus on those things with their bedside staff to know what's going on and keep that finger on the pulse. Yeah. So, you know, there are, are benefits that come out of it, not just from the survey and the findings that we find, but the added value of what we bring to the table and being those eyes and those ears on that floor to share some of the staff's response with the, the leadership team. Yeah, because I mean, let's just be completely honest. Sometimes yeah. staff are intimidated Absolutely. to bring yeah. issues up that they're having or inefficiencies up to administration. And I think a lot of times we'll find where we're the middleman yeah. and, and we're kind of the intermediary right there to say like, uh, hey, walk us through your organization. We're the good guys. Okay, let me show. I'm gonna show you everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to walk you through the closets. I'm about to walk you through this. I've been. I complained about this 400 times. Yeah. Um, but they're willing to tell us more than they are to go to the C-suite, and then we can tactfully communicate because we don't have an emotional connection to it. Where they're they're angry about it. They haven't had anything done. We can bring it up to administration with a tactful way, but not only bring it up as an issue, have a solution yeah. for that. Um, so no, uh, look, you, as you can tell, we're, we're both very passionate about this, but a couple of things I wanted to bring up, you know, uh, at the end of the day, um, mock surveys for your organization, they're going to cost money. I mean, it, it is, it is something that whatever team that you bring in, it's going to have a dollar amount 
behind it if you are looking for a team of experts that can do this. But I want to refocus that and think about it as an investment. You know, don't look at this as just getting a report and then, you know, here, here's what's wrong with your baby. Here's why your baby's ugly. <laughs> now go, go do what you got to do. I want, to, I want you to look at it as, hey, here's areas for opportunities. Here's some strategies that we think would help you work. Um, and so, you know, with that report, I think number one is your staff has to be willing to change. Um, I think we talked about this yeah. the other day is we have cultures built in healthcare yeah. where we've been doing it over and over again. And it's that bubble effect. It's where I come into the organization, I walk these halls the same way everybody else does. I'm here every day. I see it and, and I get numb to the fact that there may be some issues because I'm going to do my job. This is, I have jobs to do. Whereas whenever you've got an outside set of eyes coming in, we may, we may see something that's completely apparent to us, but they're like, I mean, where did that come from? It's been there the whole time. So um, you have to be willing. And talk. I guess talk to me about what's your experience been with kind of like breaking into yeah. the staff's willingness. So I will tell you, as a new leader coming into the previous organizations, the one thing that I personally cannot stand is we've always done it this way. Yep. Um, and I went so far one time as to putting the vinyl lettering slogan on my staff's break room. And yeah. mark the red X through it. Oh yeah. And the reason why is because you got to put it out there. You got to share it. You got to communicate about it. And then you lay expectations, right? So again, call the baby ugly, yeah. right? We can see it from a different lens. When you're in it, you don't see it because you're focused on every other thing. You know, every leader, every even bedside staff. You know, they're running a million different directions. Oh, yeah. And then we're able to come in and be solution based because. You know, you may know that's not right, but then what do you do about it? Sure. So we come in, we come in with plans, we come in with education, we're talking, we're walking the walk, we're, you know, partnering with the organizations to come up with solutions so that they can be ahead of it. Um, you know, we talked about, you know, joint commission, for example. If you know there's a problem and you've already identified it and you're working proactively towards that to fix it, they love it. Like they love to see that, you know, you're looking at a patient-based centered care model and you're having that team approach to fixing it and being proactive. So that's, that's why we got to shape that mentality. Uh, healthcare is changing every day. Yep. It, it changes minute it by minute. It is. And that's why, you know, as a surveyor or mock surveyor, we come in and that's our job is to stay on top of those ever changing rules and regulations and, you know, make it a different approach because you know, as a CEO, as a CNO, as a COO, you can't know everything. No. Um, you know, something's changed, but what did change? Yep. And so that that's why I think it's just so much, you know, benefit to bringing us in or, you know, a survey team. Um, but when we partner with you, look, we're not gonna give just a report, mm -hmm. you know, a 40 page report. We're gonna tell you how to fix it, what to do, and partner with you guys um, to come up with creative solutions too. Yeah, and I think willingness is one thing. I yeah. think right now we're seeing so many people unsatisfied with their job because they don't feel like they're heard. I think yeah. I think a lot of times whenever we we talk to staff or our directors of departments, it's I know it, but nobody they're not going to do anything about it. Nobody hears me. And I think the the tough piece about that is if your staff feels like they're not heard, they're not going to be willing to change. Yeah. Uh, if something's brought up, but I think, you know, we come at it from a perspective to like, we hear you and we are going to communicate that. Um, the willingness has to be there though. If, if nobody's willing to change, then yeah. you're kind of, you're kind of spinning your wheels. But that brings me into the second piece. Um, 
once once your staff is willing to change, they got to know what to change. Yeah. So having a knowledgeable team of experts from multi -dis different disciplines, yeah, because like when you think about it, you've got to have somebody that knows clinical. You got to know charting. You got to have somebody that's un that understands pharmacy. You also have to look at the whole flip side: generators, fire marshals, what's required on testing equipment. Um, and then you round that out with joint commission has risk, quality, governance, I mean, yeah, OPB. Yeah, I mean, there's so many categories to where if if you have somebody that may be a specialist in one, you're not going to find, yeah. you know, maybe they don't know anything about generator testing. If they're not even looking at that, that's a huge vulnerability. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you're looking at holes in the boat, you know, like if you only plug a couple holes, you still got water coming in. Yeah. So I think finding a team of experts and this last one that we did, Crystal, you pulled together the, the, the all-star team, but I loved it because it was so well-rounded, yeah. you know? Absolutely. So our team, uh, like, you know, Taylor mentioned was multidisciplinary, but we had probably over a combined 80 years of experience on that one team um, from large tertiary care centers, trauma uh, facility based to rural health. But all of the perspectives that we were able to bring to the table from governance to HR to accounting and finance yep. to clinical and surgical procedures and to the director of plan ops and facilities, yep. you know, emergency management plans. As a C-suite, you can't know everything. Um, you're not a subject matter ever in everything. You are a jack of all trades. Yep. You know a little bit about a lot, but not a lot about something. And that's where we see those areas of vulnerability. Yeah. You know? and, and when we're able to partner with you guys and come up with creative solutions um, that meet the parameters, but also are creative that will work for your facility, that's what's important. Yeah, and, and efficiency, I think, yeah. matters. Yeah. Is if we're, you know, you're able to, go into the facility with multiple different experts hitting multiple different disciplines in a short amount of time. I mean, the other one we did about two and a half days. Yeah. But we covered everything, everything. that could have been looked at. Um, I think that's extremely important. And you know, a lot of times what we focus on in our team is previous surveyors that have worked for states or worked for accrediting bodies. Those folks are in tune. They understand the cadence, they understand yeah. the questions and how they trace those things. Um, other other items are p folks that are working in it currently. Yeah. Um, maybe they have a position there, but they can subcontract with us to look at that hospital from their regulatory lens or what's worked with them. And then the last thing is experience in survey. So for like our firm, we've done about 30 surveys in 2022, which was crazy with COVID. Even we did some virtual ones, but. Yeah. Um, you know, each year I have to say, and, and I recognize, you, you probably recognize with your clients, is that there's themes. You know, um, we mentioned workplace violence. That's yep. a theme. It's going to be asked immediately, and they're going to ask you, what's the size of the sign? What's the measure of your letters? I'm getting the tape measure out. But other things in previous years, like uh, high-level disinfection, huge thing that they were focusing on. Yep. Um, multi- uh, or therapeutic duplication. That's been a huge thing. Yeah. For a lot of the folks and exercising things in an unauthorized space like doing yeah. certain procedures not in an OR in a certain room I mean but those things are focus areas yeah. and I know that for us especially with this last thing we tried to hit on those things to give them you know the best example of what it feels like when the regulator comes in yeah absolutely yeah. so we look like it, we talk like it, we speak like it, we give the report like it, and that's the beauty in it. So one, it gives you experience. So if you don't have the experience of going through a survey yet, you maybe you're a new leader, we come provide you with that. It's like having a great test run. 
And so I, I do think that that is valid. But the other things are, you know, we've talked about the vulnerabilities. We've talked about that risk. So we want to focus, if your facility, your organization has a high level of risk, well, obviously we want to get the low hanging fruit first. Then we want to get those that would put you in immediate jeopardy get those taken care of, um, but then also give you opportunities to work on other things as you go along. You know, the thing about us is this is our job. And so for us to stay on top of every reg, every rule change, um, even things coming down the pipeline and legislation for you guys to think about, that's where, you know, we are coming in able to partner and come in and really, you know, work with your facility, your organization for your needs. Yeah, no, I, I got a great story. I always tell this yeah. because, you know, there's there's certain situations that you always remember, but um, we had a facility that was extremely against bringing folks in to, to you know, do, do a, a survey of any type. Survey is a taboo word uh, to some folks. It's like, you know, if you've been in it long enough, you've dealt with a bad surveyor and it is not a good experience. It's something that people remember for their whole lives. But uh, finally, they were able to commit and uh, we went into the endoscopy area and we were doing a tracer to understand how the process was going, what everything looked like. And we got to the scope storage closet, okay? Just a place, if, for those of y'all that don't know, uh, endoscope is a tool that they use to do diagnostic procedures, uh, GI diagnostic procedures, and a scope closet is where they hang these scopes. Um, so there's certain things that regulators look for when you are cleaning and storing equipment. Um, so we opened the scope closet and I noticed that there is tons of dust. And they're like, yeah, we don't understand uh, why this thing's got all kind of dust in it. It's, all, it's, it's always dirty at the bottom. And so they said, because the thing is vented. You know, it's got a fan in it, it works. And I said, you know what? Well, how, about we take, how about we take the fan uh, cover off and we look at that to see if it's functioning. Um, we open that up and we find that the filter that the fan was pulling air through, the filter was still covered in plastic when it came from the manufacturer. And this had been in place for three years. Yeah. So no wonder there was dust collected, but it took an outside eye to yeah. say, hey, you probably want to take that plastic off that filter and this thing will do what it needs to do. Yeah. But that, that's just one example. Um, and we don't, we're not saying that as if, well, you should have known that. It's like, hey, I'm glad we found this. Now we have a remedy to your yes. problem. And it isn't something you're having to explain to a survey where they're saying, why, why I got so much dust in this thing? You know, I can remember, you know, being on the hospital side and we're in joint commission or we're in state survey and we are responding to a complaint. And, you know, you compile your whole team because you're you know, activating your incident command and, you know, you have all these people running around. Oh, yeah. So, I, you know, the way that I look at it now being on this side is if I would have had these resources, we wouldn't have had to spend so much time running around like a chicken with our head cut off, yeah. trying to chase our tails and figuring out where the IFU is on this piece of equipment. Oh, yeah. How, when's the last time that we used it? When was this pulled from the Pixes last? You know, we're able to give you those things so you are prepared. There's nothing like being prepared. When you're unprepared, it makes you feel, you know, it gives you anxiety. And then, you know, all these other feelings come into play. And that is the beauty of having a mock survey team. Yep. You know, they find the things that you don't want the surveyor to find. You no. want us to find those things and you want us to see the dirty, you know, the skeletons in the closet so we can help you fix it. Yep. And that leads me to my last thing is, you know, once once we go through that process and we find those things is you have to take action and you have to yeah. implement a plan. You know, some organizations that have had mock surveys, they've been handed a plan and they're like, all right, figure it out. That plan is going to sit on a shelf. Yep. So make sure whoever your vendor it is 
is going to walk you through that plan and then also give you strategic steps on how to correct those items. You know, if you think about it like this, uh, to like when, when we're talking to C-suites, what is, what is one less survey finding worth to you? Because let me break that down. One survey finding creates a corrective action plan. That corrective yep. action plan has to have multiple different things yep. and that includes an audit component. How much time is that taken away from your staff just to work on that one thing? How, how, much, how much time is it gonna take to do education yep. across the house about that one thing? So when you think about, you know, is that mock survey worth one finding? Or on the flip side, let's just say it's something with patient safety. What is one life worth? You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So if, if uh, let's just say the scope example. Let's just say that scope was clean, but then it got contaminated. They used that, that patient got an infection, readmitted. You see where I'm going here? Yeah. Any kind of survey finding, although they are burdensome, they're, it is gonna cost you money and time, yeah. which in today's world, we just don't have. Yeah, you know, just to kind of hit on the money and time, I mean, I, I think of back in my examples when I've had to create action plans based off of survey findings. So what does that take in an organization or corporate structure? It's gonna take the leader or director of the department, it's gonna take the director of quality, it's gonna take the leader or director of that individual department, probably your CNO or CUO. Yep. Then you're gonna have to run that through multiple committees on this one focus area, yep. right? Not the auditing component, that's Ooh. a whole different thing. So when we look at time and efficiency and productivity and the money spent, what is it to you? So I can tell you when you put that many directors in one room and you're focusing only on that one thing once a week for two hours at a time, it gets expensive. So, yeah. you know, that's the beauty in it all. No, I think, you know, and, and I think that through the our process that yeah. we've seen is uh, it's it's actually, you know, it starts off as a rough process, but it gets it gets lighthearted at the yeah. end. You know, so, some things we're finding and we're just like, come on, guys. But, yeah. you know, having a collaborative team, I think, is extremely important. But, um, you know, I, I guess top things for you to remember, listeners out there, look, no matter how big or small your healthcare organization is, uh, you're going to have somebody that comes in and makes sure that you're following guidelines it's just it's the game of healthcare. Um, so what we encourage you to do is look be willingness to look or be willing to look and talk to your staff about these things you know look you don't need a team to come in I mean if you're a self-study and you're driven and and you can focus the time I think that in-house you can work with your staff educate them for what to look for and make that part of your culture um, other end of the spectrum is if you don't have time um, don't waste your time on this. Yeah. Get somebody in, make the investment in your organization to say, hey, look, we're bringing in a resource to help, yeah. to help. And I think that what you'll see is your staff be more engaged when it comes to that. They're, they're receiving help. They'll take any help yeah, they any can help. get. Any help. Um, and the last thing is, is I want to encourage you to vet your organizations that are doing your mock surveys. Um, there's a lot of people that do them out there. A lot of people that claim to know what they're talking about. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, we've stepped into some situations to where it was covered um, and there were still tons, yeah. of, tons of gaps. So, uh, Crystal, you want to talk to them about kind of what we offer as a firm? Yeah, or, absolutely. Yeah. So the one thing I'd like to touch on that Taylor just spoke about was there are a lot of firms out there, but why are we different? So, 
you know, firms will give you a report, but what does that report mean to you? What are you doing with it? Are you being proactive? Are you making the changes? But we don't just come in, we offer solutions. So we're gonna give you that report, but we're gonna tell you how to fix it, engage with you, take the next step, walk that walk with you to make those changes. So, you know, it's not just words on a page, it's meaningful, and that's where we're different. So we offer, you know, services from survey for, you know, American College of Surgeons to getting our ready for prep for trauma services, Joint Commission, CARF, um, AAAS, yep. Rural Health Certification, yep. responding to state surveys, which you know can be a whole nother world on its own. Absolutely. And if you're not experienced in that, that's where we're able to come in and partner with you. And I think that yep. that's the biggest thing is partnership. Yep. So we build a relationship. We're not leaving you out there with a bunch of words on a page to just say, hey, figure it out. We're gonna figure it out with you and we're gonna partner with you for success because you know, our client's success is our success. Yeah, and you know, the trap that we're trying to get everybody out of when we work with them is a lot of folks are guilty of working in their business instead of on yeah. their business. You know, I would just say the utility is having someone to lean on that can yeah. take that off of your plate, which is less stressful for you, letting you do what you're best at. So uh, I want to encourage you. That's something that we always uh, recommend to our clients or anybody that we're working in this field. We've had 100% success rate with surveys. Um, so I think it, it just it bodes well to where you're looking pro, yeah. you know, proactively at what's going on in your facility. But um, again, no, Crystal, thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, Healthcare Collective, again, guys, I want to mention it's, it's all the evidence-based practices, it's things going around in the nation, it's updates on regulatory, it's bringing in experts, maybe they're CEOs, CFOs, uh, all those folks for you to hear about their stories and their journey through healthcare. Because uh, look, it's all different. Um, but look, I want to thank you for joining us today. Again, Taylor Catano, founder of Southern Eval, signing out. We look forward to seeing you next time.